Hi everybody, it's James here of Posture Stars and today I'm talking to Lindsay Newiter of the New York Posture Police. Good day to you, Lindsay. Hi James. Thanks very much for coming on. You're talking to me all the way from New York today. I'm over in Manchester in the north of England and you've taken some time to go through your particular view on what posture is and how you can help people with their posture. Yes, yes. Helping people with posture, it's something that that I came to gradually as an Alexander teacher, because I, I found that people came to me, you know, really wanting to solve specific problems. And I was teaching something that can, that can kind of, you know, help with everything. But I found that uh, everything can sometimes mean nothing. And uh, that there were, you know, a lot of folks, especially working in offices, having posture problems. So I decided I really wanted to tackle that. I think the, one of the most interesting things to address is just people's idea about what they need to do to sit up straight, stand up straight, like what, what they're thinking of as good posture. And uh, a lot of uh, my clients will come in for an initial lesson and they, they're really frustrated because they've been trying to sit up straight for a very long time, maybe since they were children, maybe somebody was bugging them their whole childhood. And often they, they just feel like, oh, they can't do it. And they feel very uncomfortable doing it. And they, um, they feel discouraged and like, oh, they, they must be doing it wrong. You know, they're, they're not good at it. And I can uh, give them some confidence, really, and, and say, well, actually, there's actually an issue with the way you're doing it. And if you try it this way, uh, you'll find it to be more comfortable. You might even start to feel uh, just less stressed in your body, less stressed in general. Um, and like you're not having to make this such an effort that it really shouldn't feel like an effort to hold yourself up straight. So it can, it can, um, people have to have a little bit of a mind shift about that, but it can actually be quite a relief. And I love getting to that moment with people where they feel this relief of like, Oh, Oh my God, I don't have to do all that stuff I was trying to do. There actually is a different way to do this. It's amazing, isn't it? The, um, the way that when people try to sit up straight, they'll just stick all this extra effort on top of everything they're doing and tense and tighten then they can't hold it and they, they either forget or they get tired and they let go. And of course it's quite demoralizing. Yeah. They get into the, um, the, you know, slouch and then like hold and they sort of flip flop back and forth. It's and a shame I, it isn't yeah. an exercise. It'd make a great exercise for people <laughs> to do that all day, isn't it? Slouch and sit up straight. Well, what I like to tell people is when they, you know, they try to sit up straight like this, that they're actually slouching backwards. They're, that's a great way of yeah, putting it. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, nobody likes this one. Everybody thinks that looks unattractive. And that's a real good way to connect with people because, um, you know, no, nobody wants that unattractive hunching forward. But I'll sh- I show them that, you know, just holding your shoulders back all day, lifting your chest, arching your lower back, that you're slouching just as much in the other direction. And even though you might think it looks better, it's not it's not going to be good for your back. And, and you probably look kind of stiff. Yeah, people look stiff when they do it, don't yeah. they? And yeah. often um, I, I see people who are trying to impress with their posture and it yeah. just shows a sign of weakness, really, to be putting all that effort into into trying to do that maybe people at home right now they could do the uh, the shoulders back thing and just yeah. see how that feels for them yeah 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 you can try the the backward slouching just holding yeah, your sho- holding your shoulders back lifting the chest you know that's that's a way our bodies can move but it's not a way to stay all day 
It makes me feel anxious when I'm doing it and, and I feel yeah. a bit short of breath as well. I think yeah. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> so um, when we started, you said you were an Alexander teacher and a lot of our listeners, yes. yeah, they, they won't know what an Alexander uh, teacher is. Alexander teachers teach Alexander technique, which is, I like to think of it as a form of self-awareness, but yeah. you'll, you'll probably have your own angle on it. Yeah, well, that's a part of it. Uh, just starting by being aware of what uh, how you're holding your body, how you're moving in the first place, and then looking at, well, what if you start to uh, undo some of those habits that um, have been causing issues? And um, so starting with what's going on in the first place and seeing if you can stop that, and then uh, starting to recognize a way that the body can coordinate that is more um, where it's functioning more as a whole and uh, where there's less strain. So that's probably a good time for for me to ask my first question then mm-hmm. of our series of questions. And yes. that question, Lindsay, is what is posture? Well, I would say posture is uh, is being centered. Is no well, and not just being centered, but knowing how to find center. Because when people think of it as a position they have to hold, it. and you know, it, it can take a while sometimes to to get somebody out of this mindset. They go like, "Oh, do I have it right now? Is it correct now?" Is it correct now? But really, we're we're moving all the time. Even when we're sitting still, we're moving. And uh, it's not helpful to just try to maintain a position. If you have an internal sense of where your true center is, and it's something you can sort of always come back to and move through, then uh, it's like you're, you're able to accurately gauge where you are in space to make subtle adjustments so that you're not maintaining a position that's wildly off center for most of the day. You, you can start to feel what you're doing. Yeah, I would say that you know, one way, there are different ways to look at it, but one way to define good posture is starting to, to actually sense correctly where center is. Yeah, that's a really nice way of looking at it. So you're talking about body sensing then, and a lot of people, when they talk about posture, do just talk about positions and you adopt mm-hmm. this position and this is the right position to sit in yeah um for example or this is the right position to stand but what's the right position to to reach for that can of baked beans off the top shelf or to put the laundry in? <laughs> right. yes. there's there's no right position <laughs> right. for that right yeah and yeah. you know we were talking about the um you know the the hunching or the sitting up straight and and when we when we do those these are all completely valid movements when you reach for the beans your shoulder will move forward and it, like if you reach for something behind you, it will move back. If you open a door, you reach for the door, it might move forward if it's way out in front of you. And then you pull the door open, it might move back. So there, there's no, there's not a wrong way to move. It's when we get stuck and we're sort of like held in certain positions, we sort of lose the sense of the possibilities of where our body can move. Yeah, those possibilities of movement and yeah. freedom of movement. Yes. So a lot of people lose that because they're stuck in jobs which require them to be sedentary, like office workers, drivers, uh, airplane pilots. I, I end up working with loads of airplane pilots. Really? They're always, yeah, they're always stuck in a tiny yeah. little cockpits and, and not able to move a lot. Oh, that's they, interesting. They, oh, you'd yeah. think they have a great time, but no, they moan about it all, all day about their job. <laughs> I think they get well recompensed for it. But other people, um, they they choose static postures because they think that's what they should look like. You were hinting, yeah. We were hinting at that earlier. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's kind of an outside-in approach. People are trying to imitate something that they think is correct rather than learning to 
teach their body to to sense what's balanced. Another way to look at yeah, and, and and that's another way to look at it. You know, we can sort of sense where center is, and we can sense what's balanced. If we're if we're you know holding ourselves all in one side all the time, or if we're throwing our head, this is a big thing with the Alexander technique, throwing our head off center for a good part of the time by the by the way we're moving it or the way we're initiating movement of the head. So I guess that brings us rather neatly to my mm-hmm. second question, which is. Uh, how do you help people improve their posture? What is it that you do? Well, at first, I just start by asking them what they do and what try to get a sense of what they're spending their day doing. And uh, I usually start looking pretty directly at some of the activities that they're doing for a lot of the time. So it might it might be sitting that that we might start with. It, it kind of depends on the person. And um, I find that people have different learning styles, that some people uh, are able to start to sense their bodies more clearly if they stay still, and others start to sense a little more if you get them to move. And ideally, you want to be able to do both. So I kind of, I, I gauge how the person's going to start to learn best initially, and I, I get a sense of what they're doing during the day. And we we usually pick some activities that we're going to do. We're going to look at how they're doing them habitually, how they can coordinate differently doing them, and how they can start to make more subtle adjustments. Because that's kind of another issue is that people think that, you know, that they need to adjust something and they make this big adjustment. And the adjustments we're looking at, you know, sometimes they're very subtle movements, and sometimes they're only just kind of redirecting your thinking just so you're aiming your body in a different way like if you're looking at the screen all day it can really give you a sense of being kind of in this very small narrow flat space so just changing your perception of where where your own space is in your body of taking up space in the room can change how you sit that's just kind of shifting your attention so we play around with movement shifting attention, contrast, like do this big movement this way. What does that feel like? Can, and what if you did the same thing, but you did it a little smaller? And then what if you just changed your intention when you did that? Oh, wow. So you're working with people's awareness of themselves Mm -hmm. and their environment and their intention to move and um, the way in which they make movements. Yeah. Right. And, you know, as you know, being an Alexander technique person, it's like sometimes we've already set up the pattern for movement before we've even moved. And just in just in thinking that you're about to stand up or you're about to move your arm, that pattern uh, is already in place. <laughs> I love playing that game. We, we yeah. can play that with my listeners now. So yeah. listeners at home, what I'm going to do is I'm going to count you down from five to zero. And when I reach zero, you've got to make this really quick movement. And if you don't get it done in time, then there's going to be... <laughs> recompenses to pay so are you ready five four three two one and of course everybody's already tensed up to be able to do whatever it is that they're going to be doing and i didn't actually want anyone to do anything i was just being mean here on on this podcast <laughs> my neck started to get tense when you did i that know it's, yeah it's, it's incredible <laughs> so so we have these um postural presets that we apply to all sorts of activities yeah. be they you know just sitting driving typing any of those acts and those can be mitigated can't they by yeah how you how you approach those situations yep. mm-hmm. yeah absolutely it's a fascinating job being an alexander technique teacher you never get bored being an alexander technique teacher no yeah you can always find something or some new way to to teach the same thing 
I yeah. think. And that, yeah. to me, that's part of what's interesting is that, that, uh, I think everybody, everybody's, uh, body sense is so different in a way, you know, there's just such a range of how people are, are sensing in their bodies and figure out how to kind of turn that up for people, um, is a really interesting process. Yeah, bring that body awareness going. Mm-hmm. Um, for for a lot of our listeners right now, they won't be aware of their feet, for example. And now we mentioned feet, all of a sudden their attention will jump to their feet and they'll be much more aware of their feet and a lot less aware of something else. They so maybe they, they're not aware of their head anymore. <laughs> yeah, they've lost their head. So uh, we like to get people aware of the whole body all, all at once. Yeah. At least that's what I do in my practice. Yeah. that That's really great. I love that. Um, well, on on those lines then, our third question, as always, is if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners right now that they could take away and play with, what would that be? What if I gave a, a one piece of advice with two components? Would that be allowed? Yeah, of course it is. Squeeze it in. <laughs> so it's kind of go, going off of what you were saying a little bit, be aware of your feet. And I, I would say just being aware of that your feet are on the ground, not doing anything with them, but just being aware that they're contacting the ground, maybe uh, contacting with the ground more, like more than you might already when you're sitting. I think a lot of people tuck their feet back on the wheelbase of the chair. They sit on their feet. But uh, if you're always pulling feet up off your off the floor, then you kind of you lose your support and stuff will start to overreact higher up in the body. And uh, the other thing I'd say is be aware of your head. Be aware of where you're, where you're moving your head, what position you tend to hold it in, because it is quite heavy, like the weight of a bowling ball. And so if you can kind of jump back and forth between being aware of where your feet are and where, where your head is, that can start to get you into this process of uh, starting to notice and change some habits. And a little trick that I teach people, um, it's very simple, and um, they actually do it. I find that it, it can help them a lot, even in the span of a week, is just to tap the top of your head from time to time so that you know where it is, like you internally sense where it is. So if you just tap it or even scratch it, then you take your finger away. And can you kind of sense where you scratched there, yeah, James? I've been scratching away and I have a good feeling of that now. <laughs> so then you can just go, okay, I feel that. I can I can sense that. And you just bring your attention to where you feel that little sensation you just gave your head. And that can bring your whole attention up a little bit without you trying to pull or stretch. And we tend to be aware, like especially at the computer, of about eye level. And if you just bring your attention up here from time to time, it tends to help prevent you from pushing your neck, pushing your face forward toward the screen. Yeah, everybody gets dragged into that that yeah. screen one, if they're not careful one way or another. Yeah. It's on, on that point, it is amazing um, how many people, if, if you talk about where their head is and where their eyes are in relation to their brain, people kind of think that the eyes are in the middle of the, in the middle of the brain, in the middle of the cranium, but they're actually pretty much poking out of the bottom like, like um, a snail has eyes on the stalks, our eyes wend our way through our brain and come out at the at the bottom of the cranium and it's almost that height where where our neck comes up to as well so there's a really good balance point there that we can be aware of yeah i mean we could talk about that as well but um yeah that your head just awareness of the head in general that it goes all the way up here it goes all the way back here and that your spine basically ends at nose level 
Yeah, it's so, really, really, really high up. So you've got that pivot point that's way up there. I mean, I remember when I first had an Alexander lesson, I was shocked because I thought the back of my head ended at like chin level. Yeah. And I was always moving my head from here. And I can put a lot of strain on your neck doing this, looking at the phone, doing this. You know, it's I'm, like I'm not I'm not even screen, gonna mimic that Lindsay. Screen yeah, dragged phone. into the screen. <laughs> but if you just initiate movement from a little bit higher up, um, then you really get the neck to the whole neck to engage more rather than just getting one part, you know, constantly working as a hinge. You you don't want these areas lower down on your neck like here and down here to just be these repeated hinges all day. That's right. You don't want to be hinging at the um, people call it the dowager's hump, don't they? Exactly. Somewhere, somewhere at the top of your, tw- of your yeah. shoulders, where your neck is. Yeah, so a lot of people C7. hinging from there. Yeah, <laughs> not a good place to hinge, folks. There's a joint right up the way, all the way at the top of your spine. Something funny about that that C seven vertebra, where people call the dowager's hump, is that it does stick out a little bit on most people. In a way that's, that doesn't necessarily mean their posture is bad. But I don't know how many people come in and they go like, I have this bump here. And they're, yeah. really, they're really scared of the bump. I'm like, I do too. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the problem is that if you're always moving there and then you're kind of hanging out here, then it just might seem a little more pronounced. Yeah, I think people are very conscious. Yeah. Um, especially now we're, we're becoming more and more image conscious as everybody's images are more and more online. It does make sense to look after your head, neck and shoulders and not worry about them in the way that people do, but just um, take a bit yeah. of time to care for them. Yeah, yeah. And I know I've, yeah. I've been teaching online classes and like suddenly I'm using my hairdryer more. I don't know, I'm like, <laughs> it's about teaching online and how you look. Like I see people in person, but it, there is something about the screen. For our listeners, just so you know, we can see each other on this screen as we record this um, podcast. But what Lindsay may not have noticed is that I fell asleep half an hour ago in the garden. So I've got a red <laughs> side of my face where the sun's been beating on it and a wrinkle down the other side of the face where I've been snoring on my uh, on my deck chair on my lawn so I haven't presented myself very well at all I can't even tell oh I've got away with it have I yeah it must be your light <laughs> your light set up you've got the light set up in a way that uh you're you're compensating on one side for the red <laughs> yeah maybe that's what it is Lindsay Lindsay Newita of uh, New York Posture Police where do people find you if they want to uh, get in touch with you or get your help uh so it'd be my website and so the website is NY, like New York, nyposturepolice.com, nyposturepolice.com. And uh, currently, um, during this time of social isolation, I am offering uh, online classes. Usually I offer in-person and online classes, but right now it's just online. Not sure when this will actually be. We're in, mm. we're in the middle of our socially isolating due to yes. COVID-19 at the yes. moment as we're, as we're recording this. You could come to this podcast at any point in the future, but using an online session with an Alexander teacher is also a good way of finding out how you can work with and improve your posture. It was uh, Lindsay Newita at, um, it was New York, NY Police. (laughs) I'll start that again. NY Posture Police. NYPosturePolice.com. Exactly. So uh, do check that out. Lindsay, you've been um, really informative today. There's loads of stuff that I haven't thought about for a while that you've brought up and some new stuff for me to chew over. And I'm sure our listeners now hopefully are much more aware of their heads and their feet than they were 
when they started listening to this. And <laughs> and as a result, the world's a better place. <laughs> I hope it is. Thank you so much okay. for coming on the Posture Size podcast. Sure, anytime. Thank you.